Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. In this lovable episode of 29, we discuss our favorite romantic movies, be it comedies, dramatic movies, or anything that has a romance in it. Join the Swamp crew on this Valentine's episode that may contain spoilers for Aladdin, Shrek, Frozen, Edward Scissorhands, Let the Right One In, Warm Bodies, 500 Days of Summer, 13 Going on 30, Deadpool, Civil War, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Bride of Frankenstein, How to Talk to Girls at Parties, Creep, Creep 2, and The Good Son. Welcome to episode 29 of the Cinema Swamp. For all you lovebirds out there, oh yeah, <laughs> you know we got something real well planned for you tonight. Uh, as always, we have the very lovable, huggable, charming Hunter Goble across from me. It's true, I am all those things. Yeah, and to the right or left of us, we've got uh, Chloe and Zach, as always, joining us for the fun. Wow, didn't even let us introduce ourselves. Who needs an introduction when you got such a luscious voice? Saying your names to the... Everybody's dropped out by now, but... Uh, well. <laughs> when you first started, I thought you were going to start singing um, from Back to the Future, uh, the Starlighters. Uh, the, Earth Angel, Earth Angel? Yeah, because, well, that's how he says it. This Please. one's for all you lovers of it. So, <laughs> and I thought you were going to go into it. And I was like, I was hoping. This but. one's for all you lovers out there. I, I do I do like that song. Um, but speaking of, uh, we're doing an episode for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss some of the uh, romance movies that we've come to admire over the years. You know, I'm sure this is a topic that everybody's real excited for as you can tell we often talk about romantic movies on the podcast uh but yeah we prepared some different lists actually hunter i believe you have a list of 25 movies yeah i made a list of 25 probably over a year ago and letterboxed and i just looked at it and it's wrong i was, <laughs> i don't like a lot of those as much as i thought i did so i reordered it quick but i won't go over all of them i'm just using it as a reference but I'm Hunter, and I like romance movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is coming from a single guy. So, yeah, nice. You know. You know, it's always good to believe, and the movies help you believe, right? It's true. Uh, no, you hear that, Zach? You know, I, was romance movies one of those things that when you're younger, you watch them, and you always kind of felt really uncomfortable watching or really didn't get into as you get older? Did you ever feel that you were still pushing them away, or did you finally just kind of grow into them? Or You felt um, uncomfortable? I always did. I always felt uncomfortable watching movies with romance in them. I don't know why. That was just how I... I don't know. I was a boy. I guess I was one of those... I was a boy. <laughs> a gender stereotype, I guess. I never really liked watching them, and it was one of those things that as I grew up, I wasn't really against them anymore, but it took me forever to be like, oh, I should probably watch this because I've only been pushing it off because, oh, I, I don't like watching movies like that. So it's, it took a while to catch up on certain things. <laughs> well, for me, like, it's all, like, there's never really a straight up romance movie that I've, I don't think I've ever seen, but it usually turns out to be like a rom-com. But I always see the comedy before the romance. So like, for example, Wedding Singer. I watched it because it was a comedy, not because really? it was... Yeah. Or Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest love story of all. Did anybody watch Shrek for the love story? Um, <laughs> no, but you know, seriously... I, I did, I think. On, on did the you? topic of Shrek, though, I mean, that is actually a pretty good love story, if you ask me, because, you know, that is the story of, you know, it's a comedy. It's about ogres. It's just really ugly, very... Um, I wouldn't say outdated, but definitely of the times. Uh, and, you know, you and got... And it's DreamWorks' big middle finger to Disney. <laughs> it really is. Um, the movie that finally responded to all of the generic crap that Disney was pumping out, even though their generic crap was still good, if you ask me. Aladdin, for instance, that's another good love story. I actually enjoy that one, even though some people would argue it doesn't. It's I haven't seen good. Aladdin yet. Uh, 
You have not seen Aladdin? No, I got it before the really? Guy Ritchie one drops, but... The 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 92 Aladdin you've never, never seen. seen. That's that like one of the only Disney movies <laughs> I didn't own in VHS. That is up. weird. Have you seen The Rescuers? Yes. That is you've weird. seen The Rescuers, but you haven't seen Aladdin? Yeah, dude, I just, you know... <laughs> that is wild. And that is unbelievable. At daycare, no one ever threw it in, so I just didn't... Yeah, you know. I get that. There's I think I had a book, but there's so many pages ripped out, I still don't know what happens. That, that <laughs> is, I, I, I get it, though, because, like, that's like with me and the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've, I know I've seen it, but it was probably it's about once, mermaids once. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's about okay. yeah. it's about little what um, <laughs> what <laughs> what what uh, shatters my entire universe. <laughs> you know, I, speaking of some Disney animated like romances, I do enjoy Aladdin. I did just recently rewatch Little Mermaid, which I mean that one's not really as detailed as far as both characters go where the little mermaid's kind of interesting eric is not does he even say anything <laughs> he does i mean he says a lot more than the prince from the snow white movie you know uh if you and by the way rewatch that only a couple months ago and you know that's still a good movie but same thing disney learned over time to do their romances better but i'll give it credit that it, it at least never goes into the offensive um territory like and i think that's why a lot of them have still aged perfectly fine and people will still watch them but over time especially with like frozen they've definitely done the romances and the characters a lot better mm-hmm. well but, they're kind of going away from romance i think yeah you know just as a general i guess the fact that they've been doing the same thing for the last 70 years like they still have the boy girl dynamic throughout the story but it's like not doesn't have they're showing that it doesn't have to be a romance they can just well i haven't i haven't seen moana yet so I don't, does that have a relationship? There's, it does not. That's, I didn't no think it did. Romance in that. I yeah, I didn't think it unless did. you count the water. I mean, or the <laughs> don't spoil it. Moana and the water. Uh, <laughs> Moana, uh, Zootopia also went away from it, even though they yeah. could have easily thrown it in there. They didn't mm-hmm. because that's, that's, I know it would have been different species, <laughs> yeah. but the, the point is they could have easily thrown it in there yeah. and they didn't. And I'm kind of really appreciating that about mm-hmm. a lot of these Disney movies. I mean, even Frozen. They actually develop like Hans. Uh, shoot, what's his name? Hans. It's not. Mm. Is it Hans? God, Hans is the Hans is the bad one, one right? Yeah. Oh, oh, Christoph. Jesus. Is Christoph. The good one. You Olaf? know, I, I just watched that movie last week, and I still confuse. Yeah, Shaft. These are, by the way, these are uh, such good characters if I can remember their names. But uh, Christoph and Anna's relationship, I think, uh, is really well developed because we actually learn about them separately mm-hmm. and they have to come together and they're not really developing a romance the whole time they just kind of i don't know i feel like i'm getting a smirk from chloe right now mm-hmm. is, are you are you totally against this conversation do you hate love chloe <laughs> yeah. i do it's yeah, chloe, terrible do you hate love? i hate it <laughs> i think our horror fanatic <laughs> is not up for tonight's episode no you all. know what i actually the cool thing about romance is it melds really well i think with horror like, I would really like to see, because there are already some really good, like, horror romance movies. My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I just know it's a thing. Yeah, not romantic. But, um, it does, I think they go together really well, and there are some really good examples of it that I like. Like what? Give us some examples. Um, Edward Scissorhands is one oh. of them. It's not as horror, but it it's kind of freakier is side. creepier. Burton-y. Um, my absolute favorite is Let the Right One In, which is a Swedish film, so you gotta watch it with subtitles. Um, but... Isn't that the same as Let Me In? It's... Let Me In is the remake, and it's not as good. But, um... Yeah, it's a story about a vampire falling in love with this little boy, and it like mm-hmm. there are some crazy gory parts in it. And it's really good. Eighty-five-year-old vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um. So I think they go together. I can, I'm trying to think of some that don't end up, I mean, like, I don't know, that have a focus on, on a relationship where one, where you don't know, like, one's going to clearly die in it or mm. something, you know? Most like of Titanic. them, it's, as a horror movie. <laughs> a I mean, if you were on that boat. I mean, maybe, but. I mean, a newer example is Warm Bodies. I don't know if you guys know Oh, that. yeah, yeah. It's I like, not, I like Warm it's Bodies. kind of like a horror comedy romance, but. It's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah. So good. I love that movie. I thought of one, but now I can't think of it again. Maybe it'll come back up. I guess, um, I mean, what about horror movies? I mean, romantic movies that are, 
hiding a horror movie. I mean, take for instance, Five Hundred Days of Summer. I mean, <laughs> I would I would say there's a horror movie in there about a relationship that, you know, I've had an interesting uh, path with that movie. It's always been uh, for a number of years one of my favorites. But over time, it was it was a thing that, you know, as a teenage boy, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, totally on Tom's side. Summer is a jerk. Over, he, She's using him, right? And then, you know, you get a little older, you start to read uh, a lot more, watch other movies, learn more as a person, and you watch it, and you're like, no, Tom's not in the right, is he? Like, he's really not. He's kind of forcing this relationship on them. I'm kind of at the point now where I watch it, and I blame both of them. I'm like, I think they both just clearly shouldn't be with each other and both need to just learn to tell one or the other to stop that we need to end this somehow. <laughs> yeah. And they just never do. So I, I still think that movie is great. And you know, it's a good, uh, it's a good, uh, movie that showcases a lot of filmmaking technique mm-hmm. besides being just an interesting love story in general. Mm-hmm. Or as the narrator says, this is not a love story. That, that 500 days of summer is number five on my list. Nice. I really like that a lot. And it's I my first time watching it was was totally on Tom's side. But then um I probably my second time I was just like, Man, these both both these people are really real unhealthy. <laughs> Shouldn't be dating. It really but is. I've never seen it. It it's is good. uh it is a good movie. Definitely worth a watch. Definitely. Um yeah, I don't know. I'd like to get some more like uh women's perspective on it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've only ever watched it myself and I never really knew people who watched it besides me and it kind of came and went in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you brought up Titanic real quick. I want to know, does anybody really think Titanic's a good love story? Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. I do. Everyone is, Everyone seems you, to enjoy You don't it. think so? Most people enjoy Titanic. Yeah, Wait. I mean... Between who? Between who? Uh, obviously, Kathy Bates and the captain, you know, because they have uh, many scenes What about Billy Zane? <laughs> Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> One half of the ship and then the other half of the ship that breaks <laughs> off. You know, so. I, ship tries to kiss the iceberg. Billy Zane's a terrible uh, villain in that movie. <laughs> not really a terrible actor, just a terrible villain. Uh, I'm not... It's, it's funny to think that a year before he was the Phantom, if you've ever seen that movie, mm. where he's in the purple tights. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but... I, no, my problem with Titanic is the fact that it is it is a good, like, interesting love story, but we never really get it developed past the they meet and that's it. Because when you really think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, she never let go of him for 84 years. Uh, but, man, you sometimes wonder if they would have made it to shore. Man, would that relationship had worked out? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Jack was just the perfect man. You're shaking your head, though, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People say Revolutionary Road, which also stars Kate Winslet mm-hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio, is a semi-sequel to the movie because it shows them in a relationship kind of going through... Uh, if they had survived the yeah, Titanic. Yeah, and, and they're like going through marriage troubles, so people are like, that's what would have happened if they mm-hmm. survived. Are they, yeah, but are they playing like the they're same? They're not the same. No, no, it's not even close. It was I that, mean, that takes place in the 50s? It does. At yeah. 50s or 40s. I think it's after World War II. And yeah, this 40s. should do like an alternate universe. With I mean, and that <laughs> like, that's the way that movie was sold, too. was like, that's the reason probably why it made uh, more money than it probably would have. Because, look, at these two are back together. That's about it. Um, They'd be in their 50s in that movie if it was even a sequel. That's true. <laughs> so... Uh, we could dig into some rom-coms though now too because rom-coms are really what a lot of the industry was built on. I mean, I don't know about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, any particular favorites though? I mean, to me, I just have nothing. <laughs> really? I, no, I do, but you know, rom-com I guess isn't like my favorite genre because mm-hmm. obviously not. It just seems like a lot of them repeat the same thing but they're never not enjoyable they're always mm-hmm. pretty good 13 going on 30 is a good one. Oh, yeah. there's a real like that to me is pretty much the uh like the perfect mid-2000s romantic comedy mm-hmm. right there. i remember i used to watch that with my mom all the time and i was over at zach's place one day and i was like oh we should watch this movie and he didn't want to because it was a rom-com and then he watched it without me he's like that movie was awesome i was like i know <laughs> i tried to get you to watch it it's really good it's real, real good. Mark Ruffalo. 
Dude, I liked Mark Ruffalo back then before he was Hulk, and I'm glad that he's more famous now. I didn't know him before he was the Hulk. There was always something about him in that movie that I really particularly liked, and I was like... (laughs) The first time you watched it, you knew. I knew. I knew he was on the great (laughs) things. I kind of wished it. You know, I still watch actors once in a while, and I wish they would go on, like Steve Zahn. I still, I'm still holding oh, out for Steve yeah. Zahn. <laughs> Andy Serkis. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start at 13 going on 30. That's true. Oh, I forgot. He's in that movie. That's yeah. true, yeah. Doing the, thriller, man. Doing the thriller. One of the few movies where he's just not in uh, yeah. motion capture, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, I'll say my, my favorite um, is Crazy Stupid Love um, for a rom-com. Um, just because it has, it's it's almost like the best version of like New Year's Eve or Valentine's Day or Love Actually, but it condensed into like a smaller, you know, movie, and it's it's so good the way that they do it because you see love stories from like four or five different perspectives, but it's still so closely knit, and you know every act in the movie you get these brand new revelations of characters and stuff and it's really good and it's got an all-star cast kind of so um, have you guys seen Crazy Stupid Love? is that the one with um... Steve Carell yeah. Ryan Gosling Emma Stone yeah and I can never I can't remember her name Jude huh? something more Julianne Moore Julianne Moore yeah yeah, yeah I've seen that that, that's a name I also always forget. I don't know yeah. why. I was going to Mandy Moore or Judy Greer, and neither. And I, yeah, <laughs> Somewhere I in the middle. I didn't even see the like twist coming at all in that movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that that's a movie that we, we discussed that before on the podcast, but mm-hmm. definitely one that I can watch over and over again and never really get sick of, mm-hmm. you know, just probably because it's got so many storylines and they're all enjoyable and mm-hmm. they all, you know, they come in and they end at the perfect time. Yeah, I, I got a question about one. Uh, has anyone seen the cult hit Ten Things I Hate About You"? Oh yes, dude, I love. I think so. Are you into that movie? Mm-hmm. Very much. You know, I never, I never. Uh, I, the one time I finally watched it, I really wasn't into it. It's been a couple years. Is Heath Ledger in that? It is mm-hmm. Heath Ledger? Okay. The movie he was probably, <laughs> I won't. I don't want to say most famously known for, but most people probably saw him in before mm-hmm. The Dark Knight. Before Brokeback. Before broke back, I mean, yeah, I Best mean, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I've never seen Brokeback Mountain. Maybe it's I a good love story, but I've never seen it. Uh, I did see. If we're gonna talk about some gay romantic comedy uh, comedies or <laughs> or movies in general, <laughs> I, I <laughs> what a laugh. No, like I saw Call Me by Your Name, and I, I I did not like that movie, but a lot of people did. But that is way more on the artsy side. What about Love Simon? Ooh, Love Simon was really good. Did anybody actually see that? No, no I think I saw like half of it. I totally ate that crap up. That was a really enjoyable movie. <laughs> like honestly, it was so good. I didn't mean it to be mean. I'm saying that I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> that was, just, just I don't mean to say it's crap. crap. No, it's it was good. I mean, because it was so generic. You know, there's so much about it. I was like, yeah, I've seen this before. This is just trying to recreate what the '80s did. But you sound like you're slamming. <laughs> I know. I'm it's saying so generic. I really, no, I loved I really it. enjoyed the movie. I'm telling you. I'm saying. That despite everything, and the fact that the trailer, I was like, this looks like the most obnoxious, like, made-for-middle-schoolers uh, movie ever. Like, I'm just not going to enjoy this. This looks like if they did, because they had a lot of the cast from 13 Reasons Why, it was like, if they did that, but, like, made it funny and upbeat, I'm not into this. And then you see the movie, and you're like, wow, I'm really actually enjoying this. It was a really sweet movie. <laughs> so I, I would highly recommend that. Uh, I'm going to look through some other ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you think of The Proposal? It's real good. I, okay. I really think like that movie's great, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> any, any, love, any love story with Ryan Reynolds in it is really good. Yeah. And The Proposal. Um, oh, what was the other one? Uh, Just Friends. It's like an older one with Ryan Reynolds, but I really like. Oh, is that the one where he's fat? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> Just seeing Ryan Reynolds fat's enough for me. So. <laughs> That's enough. For me. <laughs> I'll see yeah. it. I think I have seen it years ago, but, you know, not that I'd remember. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, and, you know, I've thought this always since the movies come out. Is Van Wilder around? Van Wilder, the best romantic comedy ever. (laughs) No, I've never seen Van Wilder, actually. I'm missing out. Uh, But Deadpool. Deadpool's love story. What do you think of the love story in that movie? Because I think it's out of this world. I think it's amazing. (laughs) I think those are two people that are just destined to be with each other. Really? <laughs> and I think they pull it off great. I don't know what you all think about it, but I, I feel like I've always been alone in that. It was good, like, the, the romance part, but I don't think it's, like, the greatest love story ever. I don't think it's the greatest love story, but I'm saying from what we get out of superhero movies, I'm talking about, like, oh, the fact that, oh, let's just get Vision and Scarlet Witch together because that's what the comics told us to oh, do. Yeah, and it's like, what? it's kind of It gets better it's over time. Incredible. Granted, it gets better. <laughs> Civil War I is still, awesome. I still so don't believe there. I thought awesome. it was creepy in Civil War, but by the time we got to Infinity War, I was like, okay, I'm buying this. Well, is once really he looks like human, I think it's just because like, I know he's a robot and it just seems weird. I think it's because I think Scarlet Witch, even though the actress is older, I still think that she is supposed to be like 17 in the movies because of how she's introduced in the well, uh, visions like three so <laughs> yeah so i guess there's that i guess maybe it's fine i don't know uh but i've always thought the deadpool relationship was i mean both played for laughs but also very uh believable honestly i i think that who knows mm. maybe i'm crazy but I've always really thought that is a strong asset that movie actually has. The first Deadpool. Yeah, the first. No, what they do with her in the second one actually pisses me off beyond belief, but mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about that. I think I've talked about that numerous times. No. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. The, it is a good love story, but it's so... She's only really in, like, half the movie, you know? So it's like... If even... If she was in more of it, it would feel more of a love story. Even though it is a love story, it's just, it's more of a superhero movie almost than it is a love story. Even though it is centered around it, you know. And the second one, I I don't mind it because they make the joke about it. right? It's almost like they're kind of like, yep, we had the balls to do it, you know, and then went with it. And then that I'm like, all right, cool. No, no other movie would because they can't acknowledge it in the movie, so. But I don't know if we're talking like superheroes and stuff. Um, I like uh, Tony Stark and Pepper Potts ongoing thing throughout <laughs> all the movies um, because it just takes the most. It it seems like it's the most like it should not happen, but they for some reason still like yeah. going back to each other. And for me, that's like one of the coolest stories. You know, I I wasn't expecting to see her after, mm-hmm. in uh, Spider Man because mm-hmm. that that was the first time since Iron Man three that she showed up, right? Um, I think she showed up in Age of Ultron. I believe. Did she not? She might have been uh, at the tower, but I don't think maybe? so. It might have been a quick reference, even that she wasn't. Th- oh, you know what? I think they reference that she's specifically not there, so never mind. That was. Civil War, he. Uh, no, she they're wasn't referencing. There. She wasn't. She wasn't in Civil War. No, Thor no. and Iron Man are arguing about about uh, Jane and Pepper oh. mm-hmm. and their accomplishments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they reference her. I like the fact that they keep making Pepper Potts and Tony Stark have issues throughout mm-hmm. every movie. The only problem I have with that is that sometimes they get back together without real any real explanation yeah. like we went from uh age of ultron to civil war for, with you know oh they're together but she's not in the movie to oh uh she's not in the movie and we're not together anymore we're having issues then you go a year later to spider-man homecoming and suddenly they're like gonna get married so sometimes i mean i enjoy it because it's like oh you know they're they're like a real couple they have issues mm-hmm. but at the same time uh it's like i wish there was more details about those gaps because mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that she just shows up again. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those... Speaking of Jane. <laughs> how about the heroines? Spider-Man and Mary Jane. I was never into it, honestly. And the Sam Raimi? Never into it. And even though Spider-Man 2 is uh, arguably the best Marvel movie ever made still, like, 
to me. Uh, I still don't really understand. Like, their relationship's a little too cheesy for me. And Spider-Man 2 relies a lot on their relationship, and that's the only time where it gets believable. Not them together, but just the issues and what's stopping the relationship from happening. And the fact that he is Spider-Man and he can't be with her. That's the only time where I actually accepted it. But I don't like them together. I think that's because it's at a fault that you can't... Like, if she was in it anymore, it would be more of a relationship movie and not a Spider-Man movie. I suppose so. I think for me, though, it's just Tobey Maguire. He can't he can't act romantic on screen to save his life. Wait, wait. <laughs> let me say this line and let me see just how turned on you get. Nope. <laughs> I hunch. <laughs> That's Andrew Garfield. That is not Andrew Garfield. That is Tobey Maguire in the first Spider-Man movie. Is it? And she's like... Uh, you're taller than you're taller than oh, you look, yeah. and he's like, I hunch, and she's like, don't. Doesn't like, wait, Andrew no, Garfield no, say no, that also? Is, and so. but he this says it not, like a like a, I have maybe. a hunch. He says I hunch. Maybe, but it it. all I'm it saying is that thing. if we're gonna compare Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's uh, chemistry, yeah, that's is better. unbelievable, and that is probably wait. the only saving <laughs> grace Justin, of amazing. Do you Spider-Man remember too. the like poem that? Tobey Maguire did in like Spider-Man 2 day by day <laughs> I see I don't remember the rest but I did I cannot <laughs> stand his acting sometimes it's just so cheesy and it's too it's too lighthearted. I don't know um how, how to lose a guy in 10 days does anybody actually enjoy this movie I don't think I've ever seen, seen it I do I like it you like it actually mm-hmm. explain to me why why do people like this movie I can't get this one I don't know. It's different, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I watched it with my mom. That's why I watched a lot of romantic comedies. I didn't. I wasn't scared of romantic movies growing up. Like those were some of my favorite movies, and like I don't know. So I became picky, but at the same time, I really do appreciate people just trying. You know, so it comes down to more of like. I think equal opportunity between the guy and the girl. Like, if the movie's trying to sell the the man's point of view, like, if it's, is it him pursuing the girl, or is it selling the girl's point of view where it's her pursuing the man, or is it like equal time where it's like they're both discovering each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a good movie where they do equal time. That shows both perspectives and shows, you know, it, it's it's just good. I like it. It uh, a similar one. Um, is it just friends? No, just friends. Um, life as we know it. You know, it's like equal time, guy and girl, love story. Um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, uh, which I used to really like, and I rewatched it this year, and it's not as great as I remember it one being. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So it's not like, I, I just appreciate when it's done well. So I like that one. Yeah. So what's your guys' favorite, like, romantic movie be it comedy or not like favorite romantic movie of all time anyone the the is the movie themed around romance or is it my favorite romance in a movie uh it doesn't have to be like yeah let's make it a romance like a romance movie it's got to be a movie that's centered around the romance of the two yeah okay yeah um Probably oh. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Because it's so weird, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after reading the graphic novels, it makes, I don't know, just, it's a little icing on the cake. Or, I don't know, is it, okay, it's a tie. It's between that and Silver Lining's playbook. Playbook for me. Okay. I think See, because they're completely different, Scott Pilgrim's wild and not realistic would never actually happen, so it's hard to judge it off that. But it is a movie based around romance. Mm-hmm. Um, but Silver Lining's playbook is way more real and down to earth even though it's between two people who I don't relate to in the slightest super dysfunctional and so it's like yeah I don't know I, I like that mm-hmm. a lot and and to see love spark between people that you don't relate to is like I can't I don't I would never be able to do that from a director's chair to get two people to have chemistry like that and to actually sell it on screen in the story and in person yeah. you know um and Silver Lining's playbook does it so well. 
So it's like if you were to pull the story out of it and just had them to mm-hmm. just being those characters, like it would still be my favorite movie, but the story makes it great too. So probably Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, I, and it's I, dark too. I, I, it's not yeah, all. It is, there's a lot of comedy in it, but it's also very... Dramatic. Yeah, but like scary dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. I like it. Yeah. I Like I agree with Scott Pilgrim a lot. Like, I love Scott Pilgrim as, like, with the relationship. Wait, do you like the relationship with Knives or with Ramona more? Well... I like Ramona. And I know you've sided with Knives before. Knives is a better girl. A better girl in general or a better girl for Scott? Is she a girl okay. you like more, I had or this should Scott be with someone? Did you, <laughs> Jesse Wagner? Awesome. Oh really? Awesome. Oh my gosh! Uh, we <clears throat> well, it wasn't like an argument. He just pointed out something that made me rethink it. Um, so knives. So I don't know if you guys are f- very familiar with the graphic novel. I mean, it's pretty spot on with the movie, right? Well, in the end of the novel, he ends up with knives. Oh. Okay. Um, they have an alternate ending in the movie where he ends up with knives. So mm. if you watch the bonus features, but um, they uh, knives is just superior <laughs> to Ramona on every level in terms of just I'm in my personal taste. I guess you know I would way rather date knives. I make the joke all the time. Like where's my <laughs> knives at? Knives, if you're real, come find me. You know. <laughs> um, but Scott is an a hole. Yeah. So he doesn't deserve knives. That's what Jesse Wagner's point is. He likes knives more, but Scott does not deserve knives. Scott and Ramona deserve each other, even though mm-hmm. they're both a-holes. That's, like, the point of it. So, yeah. Like, I felt like with that ending of the movie, where they go through the doorway again, like they did earlier in the movie, I just feel like it's almost kind of a darker ending, because it's like, wow, they're just gonna kind of go through this never-ending cycle of, you know, never really finding... 100% happiness with each other. Mm-hmm. I just kind of always felt that way, because especially the relationship is what, uh, that relationship anyway, is what uh, both Scott and Knives needed mm-hmm. to grow a little. You know, Knives grew a little from the fact that uh, Scott was a douche, left her for another girl, and she went through a period of sadness about it, but then also found a way to grow out of it and even find a way to accept and uh, forgive Scott for it, which is like, yeah, that's all kind of very almost adult themes for that movie. I've always felt that way, kind of. I just always imagined that she'd be with Nega Scott. Because <laughs> now they both have one. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a good point. And think of it outside the box like that. But I think Knives is, I don't know, because that show, that movie is so much more based off of... Um, just people not thinking though and acting like as teens do you know and they're all like in their early 20s but like i think that's you know knives is she's still in high school and like scott's like her first real love and she's kind of holding on to it no matter what so she it's like her innocence about her that and her her um naivety that like makes her character so strong and that you you sympathize with her so much and and then why you hate scott more and more you know and ramona even you hate ramona just for you know for scott wanting her over knives but so there there are adult themes but it's also like every character is severely nihilistic and um yeah i don't know it's it's i like the love story in that movie but it is kind of not real at all no (laughs) so it's hard to base because i don't I would never have known an actual relationship like that, other than like eighth graders, probably. But my favorite romance movie has got to be the original Star Wars. Man, the way Leia and Luke <laughs> share that kiss before going over <laughs> that bridge in the Death Star wow. always gets me. Always gets mm-hmm. me right. In the... <laughs> no, uh, I really like uh, the romance because you know probably Five Hundred Days of Summer is my favorite romance movie but uh if i'd pick a second one it'd probably be groundhog day mm-hmm. because that's a movie where the guy is someone that i kind of despise at the beginning oh, yeah. he doesn't really treat you know women with the respect especially people that he like works with you can see that and you know once he gets his power 
of repeating the same day over and over again, he kind of tries to use it to his advantage and be like, hey, I can uh, sleep with any woman I want, which he does, you know, because he can just learn everything about them and create this perfect movie-like romantic moment where, oh, I know exactly what kind of drink you're going to order. And then he tries to do that with the very woman he's working with, but after multiple tries, it just keeps... It never works, no matter how close he gets to finally sleeping with her. It never works, and because she just doesn't go in for that kind of stuff. It's only when he actually starts to really learn about her, you know, as he's spending the day over and over and over again, and he starts to grow as a person himself, you know, that he finally, you know, ends up with her. And I have always liked that. I mean, I'm sure there's interpretations and people reason maybe it's a little creepy. Especially with in the end, you find out oh they he totally slept with, um, you know he was the superior to her and he slept with her uh, in the uh, over the course of one day technically because it's not like she's experienced all these days and who knows what she thinks of the relationship. Everyone can go into that whatever. No, if you just watch the movie as is, it it's a good romance. Give me a break. It is good. I I think it's good because it shows like how awful people. Like, like you know, he he his initial like before he is groundhogged or whatever, you know, he's stuck, before he's stuck <laughs> in the time loop, and like he obviously likes that girl, but knows that she's out of his league in a way because she's real and he's not real, you know, and so he once he knows he's in the time loop, he goes for, you know, the easier, you know, people in town. And, but he keeps coming back to her, and it's like there's like a spark there, and he still uses his manipulating, you know, skills as a time traveler, I guess. And but you're right, he can't, he can never like really get there. And so then he gets all crazy and suicidal, and it's not till after that whole time of trying to end it that he actually starts to see her for more than just her in that spark. That interest that he has that he can't get away from turns into, like, his general appreciation and, like, support for her as a human and not just, you know, his challenge, you know. I like that about Groundhog Day. Um, Bride of Frankenstein, anyone, right? <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was no, 12. Not a like it's a last minute love story. Actually, you know what? If we're gonna, if I can say real quick, I do kind of like it because it's the very end of the movie where the bride shows up and Frankenstein's Frankenstein's monster. Anyways, all excited to see her and she like turns him down instantly and he's like, you "Know what? I'm gonna tear this whole place down." It is the most obnoxious reaction to have to something like that, but that's what he does. And I'm like, "Wow, that totally uh, represents." what men are like isn't it that's exactly <laughs> don't you know if you're not going to give in to our advances we're going to tear the building down i guess that's what that movie's about um uh zach uh i just recently ish uh come across this movie and i really really fell in love with it how to talk to girls at parties mm-hmm. i think that's that might be my favorite romantic movie Really? Uh, yeah. That's um, good. Yeah. Uh, it's not just, like, romance. It's obviously, like, what punk's about, like, not conforming and, mm-hmm. like, being unique. And she goes on a journey that, like, I don't know. It's it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made me cry. At oh, the yeah. End. I cry every time I watch it. <laughs> it's so good. Um what I love about it is that it shows like that to like he has a little monologue at the end and yeah. you know to be punk is like you know he says to do what I want and like he mentions like to fall in love and I mm-hmm. love that that movie like the whole movie is pointing towards like to like actually be in love with someone is the most like punk rock thing you can do yeah. you know and that's what I love about that movie I mean it's so good in general <laughs> But so the love weird. story, what makes it the weirdness pop and stay and not stay too weird is because yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, man, like, <laughs> give me that, you know, give me that, whatever that raw love is, yeah. <laughs> those two weirdos have. 
Yeah, I don't think you probably haven't seen it yet, Justin. Right? I haven't, dude. You keep talking over. about it. I'll bring it over. <laughs> I think Nate might have it right now, but yeah, it's good. Is there a favorite of yours, Chloe? Uh, definitely Creep. Nice. Her love story. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Dude, I mean, yeah. I would say yeah. It's kind of heart. It's a heartbreaking love yep. story. Yeah. Honestly, is Creep yeah. like Joseph loves Aaron. Creep is just the best movie ever. <laughs> it's best in all of the categories. That is so good. <laughs> It's about no matter how many signals you get from your partner about their evil and negative ways, you just stick with them. Yeah. You want to give them a chance. You want to believe they are truly good. And, you know, sometimes you're just wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the sadness of that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of an interesting... I, I could see it, honestly. What about Creep 2? I mean, that kind of takes it to the next level in a way. But that seems to be less about... Yeah. Believing that's in your real love. significant other. That one's more about. That's just a rebound. That's just there's, tricky. That's, <laughs> that's that one's weird because there's so many. I personally have so many like theories about that movie that we didn't even get into on the Creep Two episode. Really? Looks like we gotta yeah. do another one. Do another part Creep Two. two? Part creep Two. Part Two. two. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> well, well, she's using him. She's using him for her own gain. Well, I think yeah. it's like it is, but it's like we don't know if he's using her. At one point, he says he's, like, basically been using her. But even that seems like he's using that as a using thing. And so it's just, I don't know. That movie it, so it's just sit in bed at night. Like, yes. Like, well, I'm, honestly, Creep <laughs> yes, 2 does... Yes, me and my friend were just talking about it. Creep like, 2 like, doesn't really have as much of a defined, like, premise or idea of what it's doing. Because you could talk way more about that movie. With Creep, You, it, I think it's a little more obvious what the... Everything means creep too. It's like, yeah, uh, who knows? Maybe she is just using him, or maybe he is using her. Or and I really do like stuff like when they're in the car or when they're in the house. She, he she throws him for a loop because she's not giving in to what typically works for him, and then he starts falling in love with her because she's like, holy crap, she she's everything I've ever wanted. She uh, plays right back into what I play with and. It's it's kind of a messed up love story in a way, you know. However you feel. I don't I <laughs> You don't it doesn't buy seem it. real to me. <laughs> you don't buy it. <laughs> the, the first creep is way more romantic. You think so? Yeah. Nah. That's true love. Even though it is one way. It's a way I'd say it's more manipulative than second one. But it is like by the end of it. And then by the time you get to creep two you see the lasting effects of it, then you're like, Well, no. yeah. I, I there's some love there. I really I believe a lot more in the first creep that he really likes this guy. Like not romantic, but like he he really likes this guy mm-hmm. and he's gonna kill him and stuff. But like the he second, feels a connection. There. Yeah, but like the second one, I don't feel I don't think there's like an actual connection there. I think they're just playing off each other. I don't know. Okay, I did just remember something. It's a little sidetrack, but you know how the ending of Creep Two, where Joseph Aaron is filming. I don't remember her name, but he's filming that girl. Can't remember, yeah, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, I always thought it was supposed to be like after the fight in the woods and everything. Like, mm-hmm. he found her again. But the last time we watched it, I started thinking, what if that is a recording from before they met, and it was him stalking her and that's why she didn't freak out when she saw him i still think there was fear in her eyes there but they put it out of think so they they put it out of order you mean no could be i saw fear. her hair was different Mm -hmm. that's the only thing so it'd be before she dyed it or after it grew out Mm -hmm. which if he lived that would make sense if he actually dies in the end yeah and it's a so, like, people think it's setting up for a third one, but mm. it could just be, like, a really confusing ending. But they are making a third one. Yeah, I know. You are wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's an interesting... I think it's a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, that's it. I didn't think about it that way. And, like, I kind of looked into it, and people are like, oh, she's wearing the necklace at the end, but, like, it's a different necklace. Yeah. So... And that's cool because it would prove that the whole time he was playing her. Yeah. Every single yeah. fake emotion he was playing her. Yeah. So and that makes it I even more like interesting that. to watch through. Yeah. I, Total I, sidetrack. I, I still think that 
there was recognition and there was fear when she looked at him. See, that's what you think after watching the movie, but if you just look at that clip by itself, there's no reaction. She's just staring at a guy who's filming her. What about Michael Parks and the walrus in Tusk? No, that's a... Was Creep was Creep really your pick for best romance? I mean, if I have to pick a more serious one... I, I mean, know, I mean, it's but... serious, I get it, yeah. But now I was just wondering. I'm just not a huge romance person. No, know? I get that. Me neither, but if it can make me cry, then, <laughs> then yeah, it's good creep. in my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this I is... I do think, like... It's not, like, a stereotypical man-woman romance, but there is, like, connection between two people that is super intimate, if not... Like, it's not romantic, but it's very intimate and very raw, and I like Mm -hmm. that a lot. Same with I Love You, Man. Oh, my God. (laughs) I do love I Love You, Man. I do, too. Even though... That's a movie that I would watch many times back in the day, and not really laugh at a lot, but there's something... There is a quality to it that Mm -hmm. is... Paul Rudd and Jason Segal, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're just enjoyable to watch. They could just say whatever. I'm like, yeah, they could say the most boring crap, and I'll keep watching them, and I will I will buy it, because I love it. Mm-hmm. I love those Jason Segel movies, like I Love You, Man, and then Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, and I, I missed that for years, but finally watched it last year, and I was like, I, I, even though it's a little dated, I, I'm definitely still into this movie. I love it. I can't really get into him. Really? Yeah. Him as a character, I don't... Or as an actor, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because you dislike people. You ever think of that? <laughs> I love people. <laughs> I love people more than you guys do. <laughs> no, I was... Uh, one of the coolest romances, or at least relationships in a movie, that, like, gets me, like, really... I don't know. I, I think about it for a long time after is Maul and Cobb in Inception. For some reason, even though it's not like a romance at all, like their like relationship with like how he thinks of her, like in his dreams, like, you know, and like that's his subconscious of her, and like how he, and then like, the very like last time he talks to her, I don't know. The dynamic there is like it, people complain that Christopher Nolan can't write female like characters well but really people people have said that yeah i've heard that a lot that like he can't write he doesn't write well. many female characters but i wouldn't say any of them are bad well this is, i don't think any are i i'm not a big fan of uh uh the younger girl in it i can't remember her name played by ellen page yeah ellen page but maul and and uh cobb are just uh, for some reason so good together and I don't know. There's not a whole lot of other deep romances like that that have topped it yet in other movies that are romantic or not. But I do like that one because you don't really get uh, any footage of them getting together or where their romance developed. All you really get is the very end of their relationship mm-hmm. and why it ended. Mm-hmm. And there is something to just that that is tragic and you buy it because they they do have a chemistry to them mm-hmm. they're also good enough actors that they can pull it off yeah and yeah well even like the parts where they're in limbo you know and it shows them growing old together you know and like it makes the gravity of what happens to maul and like how she interacts with Ka as a subconscious like I don't, makes it so much more deep and real and you're like dang i hope <laughs> i love someone enough to kill myself someday <laughs> you know, that'd be nice wouldn't it it is kind of everyone's sad. shaking their heads <laughs> it's dark but i mean it's kind of sad because you got two characters who are going in with the same level-headed persona and both of them leave and one changes way more than the other Mm-hmm. And there's something sad about that because, like, yeah, even when two people end up together, it's not like they're one. Obviously, they're not one person. They're mm-hmm. still two separate people, and one of them can change from the other, mm-hmm. um, especially that late in the game. Yeah, if they've been together for that long, one person still can go completely the, the other direction. Uh, I don't know. Before we start winding the episode down, I don't know if anybody has any uh, classic love stories because I don't know if we've done anything past the 1970s at all. But I had a Princess Bride on here. 
Princess Bride. That is no, the bride's not in it a lot, but uh, or the princess, she's in it, but I don't know. It's the classic tale. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about her ending up with the other dude, right? No, not. Oh, you mean the main dude? <laughs> like, Mar- Marty and yeah. Lorraine. Marty and Lorraine. No, <laughs> man. Not even Lorraine and George. I mean, if you were, if I were to give, it's not even really a criticism to Back to the Future because I don't care about this aspect, but mm-hmm. their relationship is like real quick. It's not the point of the movie, but mm-hmm. like the main point is, kind how, of is. He pro- how he proves himself is yeah. not their relationship itself because we don't see them dating or how they end up together. What the movie's about is how certain events can transform. A relationship that's already meant to be because mm-hmm. you know you see them in one reality and they're you know even when he's being a goofball and she's drinking when he's being a goofball and laughing at the tv she still is just fine with him she's not like making an angry face she's almost kind of like smiling still like she loves george but the problem is it's like the fact that they both have a lack in confidence mm-hmm. they get both get a gain in confidence when the events change just a yeah. little so that's all the movie needs to be, and I've never needed it to be I more. I love George's laugh at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rear Window. Has anyone seen Rear Window? Mm-hmm. Nope. I love the relationship between Jeffries and Lisa in that movie because, uh, I mean, it's it's a little traditional. It's the common, wow, she really proves herself to him, but, you know, it's... It's a little more. It's a little more than that. So mm-hmm. I would give that movie a watch. That movie is really, uh, for today's standards, it's still one of the best. Mm-hmm. So like, it's one of Al- it's my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. So uh, anybody can watch that movie. Give it a watch, and their relationship, traditional, but it works. Mm-hmm. The mask. <laughs> With Cameron Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that I mean, she's in that movie sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie. Are you serious? Mm-mm. What? I have two VHS copies of it. So. You know what's funny? Uh, <laughs> this is, I'm going to get murdered, but uh, the big year for Jim Carrey, 94, uh, which Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and The Mask, Yeah. I haven't seen any of them, Yeah. It's, really? which is weird because I've seen about every other <laughs> Jim Carrey huh. movie. Was there some Dumb and Dumber? I, I feel like... Somebody showed me Dumb and Dumber before the sequel came out because I've seen the sequel, but I probably wasn't paying attention because huh. I don't remember anything that happened. Hmm. So yeah, it's a good movie. Well, it's a really good movie. <laughs> I'll bring it over sometime. I think we're uh, getting close to the hour. So uh, <clears throat> does anybody? What we're doing last movie on Earth, right? I'm yeah. Just forgetting what we're even doing. Welcome to the show. This is Justin. He's <laughs> got everything together right now. <laughs> But, yeah, does everyone have their last movie on Earth ready? Let me pull mine out. Because for my movie, uh, technically, Chloe and Zach got a big preview of what it was, but they didn't see what the title was. They turned it off before we saw the title. They saw the last, like, 15 minutes, and all I said about it was, this is the most boring movie I've ever seen for the concept. I I can, let me list off the rules quick. All right. If you haven't uh, listened to this podcast before, at the end of most of our episodes, we play a game called Last Movie on Earth, where we go around the table and take turns describing um, the last movie that we saw, and everyone else at the table has to guess what that movie is based off the description. And uh, basically, if you guess it right, you get a point. If no one guesses your movie, then you get two points, and these points get added to a... uh, a, uh, ongoing score sheet since we started the podcast so and what are the standings our scores currently are at uh chloe has 21 zach has 23 hunter's at 33 and justin is at 37 37. wow uh well you know i can give mine i can give mine away because i kind of question if anybody will be able to guess it but this is a 2019 movie. Uh, as a young scientist searches for a way to save a dying Earth, she finds a connection with a man who's racing to catch the last shuttle off the planet. Um, I'll help you. This is a Netflix movie that came out this year. That happens to star Anthony Mackie. 
Paradox? No. Not Cloverfield Paradox. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I'll say it again. It is the story of a young scientist who searches for a way to save a dying Earth, and she finds a connection with a man who's racing to catch the last shuttle off the planet. Dying Earth. One shuttle left. It's not Wally. Because <laughs> someone reviewed the movie and they said, Yeah, we don't need live action Wally, thank you. Oh. <laughs> Which I'm like, Yeah, it was a lot like that. Ah, man, I can't even think of the title of the picture. And it has a really boring title. Really? I'm probably just going to have to give up. I don't know. Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> you got your turn. <laughs> I got nothing. Nothing. Uh,. Well, it's giving me the title is uh, I.O. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to look at the poster, it's... Uh, Ten. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, 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 it's a, it's, I guess it's one of the uh, moons around Jupiter, because that's where the uh, new civilization from Earth is living. On a moon? Uh, or near the moon because that looks like it's a space shuttle. I don't know. The movie's really lame and unbelievably boring, so don't watch mm. it. Netflix, you uh, really haven't been proving yourself <laughs> or being worth it. Thank God they have good television. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I can. <clears throat> Two, sa- <clears throat> Two salesmen trash a company truck on an energy drink fueled bender. Upon their arrest, the court gives them a choice: do hard time, spend 150, or spend 150 service hours with a mentorship program. Sorry, I was tripping over my words. Um. Oh, I don't know about this one. When do you got it for a director? David Wayne. Top build is Paul Rudd. Mm. Uh, mm, I know it. Or at least I can I can see the the movie cover. Do <laughs> hard time or what was the or one hundred fifty community service hours? Does it say what the community service hours are for? Yeah, but I don't want to tell you again. Is it <laughs> the fundamentals of caring? No, it's oh, not. It's okay. not? That was that, that's guess. a good movie. That oh, yeah, that was. Uh, it's enjoyable. <clears throat> that's not community service, is it? No, I couldn't remember. He just got he. It's been a couple years, job. but I, I I thought it was maybe community service. That was my guess. Oh okay. Cool. Really? The movie. Okay. You guys all the movie. Those. It's called <laughs> the, movie? No, the movie is role models. Oh, oh well, of course. Okay. I thought role models. Like, no, that's not the one. You know what? I've never seen that movie, and I oh, keep. So is it still on Netflix? I don't know. I keep passing I it up. I have yeah. to. I have to give that a watch. Wow, that what the heck? I, I thought heard it, heard I, I, role models can't like. It's not role models. It was like I don't know why. One of my favorite movies as a kid. I don't Sean remember William the energy Scott, drink. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Mintz-Plasse. McLovin. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I got. I gotta watch that. There's a lot of good kiss stuff in there. Kids? Kiss. Oh, kiss? Like the band. Oh, I thought you meant like smooches. And there's LARPing. I thought you were trying mm-hmm. to connect to our Valentine's Day special. Oh. <laughs> Chloe? Alright, my turn. I give it three and a half. Uh, <laughs> a grieving teenager discovers upon her release from a mental hospital that her father plans to marry the nurse who took care of his now deceased wife. Is it a horror movie? It is a horror movie. Oh, jeez. It's on Netflix <laughs> right? too. So uh, good luck. Uh, <laughs> it's not gonna Wait, it's on Netflix or it's a it Netflix again? original? It's on Netflix. It's not a Netflix original. A grieving teenager discovers upon her release from a mental hospital that her father plans to marry the nurse who took care of his now deceased wife. <laughs> when did it come out? Two thousand nine. Oh, jeez. I feel like I'm already out because I'm not gonna be able to guess anything. Obscure horror film, isn't it? Kind of. Wow. Well. <laughs> I forgot that we were 
forgot. Well, no, it's all right. No, I mean, it's, uh, but who's the, is there a main actor or actress we'll know even? Emily Browning. Hmm. Well, that kind of... I don't know who that is. I was thinking of, like, a Japanese movie, but I don't think it's her name. <laughs> Emily Browning, the, uh, Violet from Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 2009? In 2009, she grew up, apparently. <laughs> oh, wait, from the movie? Or from the... Like, in no, real life? Movie. No, <laughs> no, the, the TV the show? The movie. Okay. No, not the TV show. I don't even remember who she is in the movie. I, I was gonna guess the eye. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You got the the part right. I'll <laughs> give you guys that because I don't think you're gonna of get all it. horror movies. How many words cool. is it? Two. The something. The cell. No. The box. The, the leg. <laughs> the. Promise. It's the and then the, an adjective. The nurse. No. <laughs> The affair. Or adjective, yeah, adjective. The consequence. I don't know. The Any? green. The don't plaid. I feel really don't, bad. The only thing I can think of <laughs> stressed. is... Well, I don't want to say it because I don't want to ruin my guess. But the I'll say it after. Uh, Do you have a legitimate guess? The docile. Zach, we are running out of time. Okay, fine. I just want... <laughs> the only thing I can think of is the descent. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> It is the uninvited. Oh, wow, okay. that was my next uh, terrible. Games. Don't watch it. There's <laughs> kind Zero of a movie like five. that called The Good Wife. What was your joke title? Hmm? It was, was your... an actual movie. It was The Descent. No, it was your oh. the other guess. You said you weren't going to ruin your real oh, guess. Oh no, that's what it was. The Descent. I was also thinking of oh. The Good Son. <laughs> For some well, reason. I should have watched that one instead because that's a way better movie. <laughs> the Good Son, you know, there was a scene in The Good Son that was shot in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, I did. At uh, I forgot the name of the rock, but it's funny to go there because the every time I, I've gone there, I've always told people, I'm like, yeah, this is where Macaulay Culkin got pushed off and died. Isn't that great? And people are like, what? And I'm like, right there, he got pushed off over there into a green screen. All right, Hunter, you're here. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> in an alternate reality of present-day California, a telemarketer finds himself so, finds himself in a macabre universe after he discovers a magical key that leads to material glory. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> the hell is not right. <laughs> Wait, what? What is uh... again? <clears throat> in an alternate reality of present-day California. A telemarketer finds himself in a macabre universe after he discovers a magical key that leads to material Sorry glory. Sorry to bother you. Yes. That's right. I just watched that not too long ago. Sorry yeah. to bother you, like, the one that came out last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? The key isn't, an, isn't a key. It's a... That's what I was Finds the, it's the way place. or whatever. That was an alternate version of California? Really? Well, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's not, but I guess I just never... Cause no, I, it's real. I knew it was satirical, <laughs> and I knew it was being... I got that, but I didn't think that'd be part of the like definition. Because watching the movie, you're like, yeah, obviously this ain't real. Oh, but yeah. I didn't think it was legitly true. Because I was thinking, oh, he enters an alternate reality, when that's yeah. not what happens in the movie. Kind of, well, I guess. guess no. Things slowly uh, delve yeah. into progressively uh, weirder and weirder territory... What did you think of the movie, by the way? Yeah, I, I loved it. That really? Movie I, I didn't that. watch it till this week, otherwise it would have been on my I, top ten for I sure did. of 2018. I, I, I had to let it Four sink. to maybe four and a half stars out of five. I which didn't is understand it when I first watched it, and I had to let it, I had to like really think about it. Really? Like, well, like, I got it, but like, it was just, it got so crazy yeah. that I had to just like sit and reflect that was my problem too i I thought at some point it went a little too far but like the the way it like it was shot and the way the sets were set up and different editing techniques and everything i was like this is just way too enjoyable and Mm -hmm. i did like the wacky storyline even though it Mm -hmm. got a little crazy and i mean come on it's army hammer asking you'll get a horse cock like that's like the best (laughs) line of all time yeah <laughs> Chloe doesn't know what All we're right. talking about. <laughs> that is one of the lines so Army good. Hammer says. He he he's like, and number two, you'll get a horse cock. And yeah. I'm like, that should be at the end of every like bad contract. Yeah, it's, good. it's really good. Oof. Yeah, four maybe four and a half stars. I haven't reviewed it yet, but it's super freaking I don't good. Remember how much I gave it? I need to watch it again though. 
It's good. I think I watched it on your Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's on Hulu, too. Is it? Okay. All right, well, uh, that will... Uh, we got around an hour, so good job, guys. Uh, that will cut it off for episode 29 of the Cinema Swamp. Hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day and didn't spend it home alone just listening to us. Or, or actually do that. Yeah, just spend it Spend it with us. Or, we'll be on your lovable side. Are you guys, you guys all have Valentine's Day plans with your significant others? No. no. No, you don't. <laughs> or are you working or just no? Guys, man, you must have really shitty, like, significant others, huh? Yeah, uh, the worst. She's a real drag. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. She's, like, actually pissed. <laughs> She's I don't like, know. She's like actually walking out. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stay home and make food to my girlfriend because why go out when it's so busy? You know what? Screw um, that. I was, for your Valentine's Day, just, just listen to us with, with your significant other on separate devices so we get more... <laughs> oh, yeah. Put on the love, put on the love <laughs> tunes. I Valentine's Day downloading a bunch of podcast apps and finding our thing and just five-starring it on all these different apps. Yeah. We never ask people to like review us, do we? Yeah, I do all the time, and no one does. We used to in the beginning. If you're listening to this and you're bored on Valentine's Day, (laughs) what the hell? Give us a five. Give us a five. (laughs) Give us a five. Give us a heart. Slide that five star into our DMs. (laughs) Make us all feel better. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. And remember, remember, always beware beware the the cinema swamp. swamp. I love you. I almost forgot to answer that. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening to this Valentine's episode. So what is your favorite romantic comedy or drama? Do you think romance movies are overrated or do you think it's the best genre out there? Leave a comment on our Twitter or Instagram at Cinema Swamp. You can follow us on Facebook or you can go and give ourselves a like on our podcast page on iTunes. Thanks for listening and remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp.